Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. You're listening to 980 AM KMBZ Radio as well as thank you for joining us today on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and via Grill Nation Show. Before we get to our guest and show preview today, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. They are title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink, contributors to the Grill Nation show. One of which will be joining me today is Clifton Alexander, guest host and on-air contributor from Reactor Design Studios. The Rieger, Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe is a guest host, and One Light Luxury Apartments. Appreciate Eric Willie for coming on the show last week. Very excited about today's show. I love to like to shoot the breeze with uh, some really smart people on Grill Nation. We hope that we bring in that to you each and every week. And one of those supporters of the Grill Nation show is Clifton Alexander with Reactor Design Studios. The website is reactorkc.com. And usually uh, Clifton brings in a uh, a superstar guest, but today we thought it'd be more interesting to kind of talk about some high level. Getting the weed, getting the leads, weeds a little bit, but also go high level on some uh, hot topics going on in business right now, as well as uh, kind of catch up and uh, talk about uh, marketing and whatnot. Welcome to the show, Clifton. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Jason. This will be a fun show. A little bit different, a little more on topic. A lot of fun. Not as not as programmed, if you will, right? Correct. <laughs> great show last month though with uh, John Nemeth. If you haven't caught that on the podcast. Check it out. It's on the iTunes page. It's also on GrillNationShow.com. And got a lot of good feedback on that show. It was really cool that you brought him on. Yeah, I've known John forever, and uh, he's one of the best. And so sports architecture, if you like it, listen to that show. Yeah, had, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. So today, uh, what do we want to start with? I know you've been traveling a lot. Always, right? So um, I haven't seen you in a while. I know. We've been around. I, I, I go in and out of traveling for personal and for or vacation. If you've listened to me on this show every once in a while, it seems like every time we do an episode, I'm coming back from some vacation. You're either having a, uh, <laughs> you're having all, coming back from vacation or having a first Friday. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And so, um, one of the things we just did, and, and this is a, this is a big issue for me in general is people that are in business, especially people that own a business is getting away and taking family time and having that work life balance is a very difficult thing for most business owners. And I have made that a priority for me and my family. And so we are going on vacation a lot. doesn't mean we're gone for 10 days and going all over the place all the time. Um, but one of the things we've started doing recently is just going on short little mini vacations. So if the kids don't have a school day on a Thursday or Friday, we will take the whole weekend and go somewhere fun or interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked a little bit about our trip to Bentonville a couple months ago. The uh, what was it called? The art down there they have down there. The Crystal Bridges yes, Museum yes. is incredible. Talk to some other people that have done that. Yeah, trip. there's so much stuff to do, and so living in a place like Kansas City, you can't 
you can't drive for a couple hours and get to beach or mountains or whatever, but there's a lot of other things that you can do that are really very family friendly. And that's really the biggest thing. And so this last weekend we went down to silver dollar city. <laughs> I had never been, so have you not? my wife had never been there. So they take you there on the um, freshman tour. When you're a legislator, oh, really? that's one of the stops. In Branson, <laughs> you you, uh, you spend the day and they that's shut fantastic. the park down. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it, we did go on Fire in the Hole, okay. which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, we got to talk about Fire in the Hole. That is a weird ride, but <laughs> I, you know, overall, the the key is we brought our bikes down there. We did a we went biking on in on the shore of Table Rock, Table Rock Lake. Mm. Uh, we had some interesting, fun meals down there in Branson. It's a mini golf. Went to Silver Dollar City a couple of days. So it was a very short trip, uh, but it was great. Mm-hmm. We found a little cabin in the woods to stay in, and um, kids we had a liked great time. it. I bet. The kids loved it. They had absolute blast. So, what's it like down there now? I haven't been there in yeah, well, I guess over ten years. So I had never been, so I wouldn't know what to expect. One of the things that surprised me the most about Silver Dollar City was that it is actually a pretty legit roller coaster park. I had no idea mm-hmm. that they even had roller coasters. Um, and they have about, I think they have four or five, they have about as many roller coasters as worlds of fun. Mm-hmm. I would compare it in size to worlds of fun. Oh, is it that um, big? Now? The difference maybe is, is the crowd is different, right? Worlds of fun is mostly, especially in summer, like teenagers and silver dollar city is all families. And then some older generation. Um, and it just depends on what you want to do, but for families, it's incredible. It's a lot of fun to see people building things with their hands and all the craftsman demos they have, but then the roller coasters are amazing. Mm-hmm. One of the best roller coasters I've ever been on. And I'm a big, I'm a big roller coaster guy, which was that, uh, it was called outlaw run, I think. And it's a wooden roller coaster, but it's a, it's a hybrid wooden slash metal. And so it has some loops and some incredible drops and, uh, it just, it's extremely fast. Mm-hmm. So much fun when, you know, you get out of it and your hair is just, completely blown back and you're just like what just happened so, i have no idea one of the classics yeah. down there is fire in the hole <laughs> so we were we were walking around and, and we like were a, like oh like look a- oh here's a here's one called fire in the hole let's go on that right and so we get in there and i was just a trip man it is an absolute trip what a weird weird ride <laughs> i can't remember most I think, of that i remember going down and seeing the fire you know and you're yeah like, i mean it's it's kind of it's funny because it's kind of like it's trying to be disneyland where they have these dioramas and they have little animated characters or whatever, but it's very uh, low budget <laughs> and and also very old and probably not really updated. So you're in this old mine car looking thing and you're going by these dioramas with really weird scenes. And then kind there's like a little drop. It's and it's completely dark and there's a little drop and then the fire in the hole is when it squirts a little water at you, you know, at the end. And it's kind of a funny. Uh, a little deal, but we're gonna um, uh, we're gonna bring it up here on the break on the HD on the YouTube. I'm gonna watch <laughs> yeah, it. Watch it. I'm gonna watch someone's trip to fire in the. My hole. kids like they <laughs> loved it. I don't know why. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea why, but they kept wanting to go on that ride. We want to go on fire in the hole again, and I was like, it had the longest ride or wait the whole weekend, which mind mind blowing to me. It was opened in um, 1972. Probably hasn't changed much since. No, then. not at all. <laughs> so that's cool. So you go on so, trips. Those that's the so thing in Kansas that. City. It's, it's like it's people don't know. Where to go? They don't know these. where to go because they're thinking, well, I can't go to the mountains or the beach or whatever, or, or a big city's eight hours away. So what do I do? So these, all these little places are so perfect for that. You have um, Benville on your been list. Benville, Omaha. Omaha. We've been to St. Louis. Uh, we haven't Omaha. been to St. Well, yeah, we've been to St. Louis as a family. There's all these places that are three to four hours away that are easy to do in a weekend. You leave the night before, you get in a little bit late, and then you have two full days 
on a long weekend, drive back on Sunday, and you're able to get away with your family and and take that quality time. And that's the really the biggest thing for me on that. Still kind of affordable too, right? Very affordable. Um, yeah, we, we think about maybe we ought to get a camper or something. That'd make it really affordable. And then you just pack everything up and go. You know, well, Your wife is a saint, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever dated a woman that would uh, would be game for that. For the camper? Or, or for yeah. a tent or yeah. for... Uh... We, we go back and forth. I, I, I like the comfort of having a bed. But honestly, you stay in a little cabin in the woods and the bed's pretty crappy. So it's not going to be any good, better than a than a tent would be. So you know, the difference is you have a nice bathroom. But that's cool and a, for your you know, kids, thing, though. So. Our kids absolutely stuff. love it. They had a loft in this little A-frame we were staying in, and there was like it was the funnest thing for them. So cool, yeah. cool. We're with Clifton Alexander, supporter of the Grill Nation Show, Reactor Design Studios. The website is reactorkc.com. Clifton is on Twitter at Cliff C L I F B O on the Twitter. Uh, great, great guy, great guest, great uh, great time here with Clifton Alexander. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the interesting things you've been doing from marketing perspectives to help local companies. Then we're going to get into some hot topics following that. You're listening to Grill Nation. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Great to be with you again today on KMBZ 980 AM. And I appreciate you uh, also if you're joining us via podcast today on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. If you are, uh, please give us some stars if you like this show. Five stars or review us. We'd love to, we'd love to hear from you on iTunes. Also, I appreciate you joining me as well today on the GrillNationShow.com website where you can find photos of our guests, information about our sponsors, as well as all of our old shows listed there. We're talking to Clifton Alexander, who is the uh, sponsor of the Grill Nation Show, a contributor and a guest host each and every month. He uh, brings a lot of juice to this show and a lot of great insight on all kinds of different topics. Uh, great topic, first segment about getting away and doing stuff with your family. But now I want to talk to you about the work. Clifton, you're very innovative. Yeah. Uh, your company, Reactor Design Studios, reactorkc.com, does a lot of interesting things with marketing and designing and branding that most people don't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those is a pool noodle. Why don't you talk <laughs> just about that and what that was all about? Yeah. So th- the pool noodle is part of a, is really part of a larger, process or thing that we do in the marketing. But one of the things that we do for a lot of our clients and one of the things that we did for ourselves this summer is think of some really unique and interesting things that will uh, mail in the mail or some other way, you know, you could drop it off in person or mail it. But we, we love this idea of marketing to people in a very tactile and real way where they can touch and feel and hold and, 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 and learn more about your company that way. And so at the beginning of the summer, we decided to, See what would happen if we mailed one of those uh, foam pool noodles to people. Of course, they come in orange, which is our company color. And so we went to um, the dollar store and Walmart and bought probably 50 of those things all in orange. We figured out a really great way to put a label and um, a handwritten note directly onto the pool noodle so it didn't have any packaging. And then we put some stamps on it and put it in the mailbox. And one of the, <laughs> one of the weirdest things about that whole thing is that everybody that received one of those throughout the summer, um, basically said to us, they said, I didn't know you could mail something like that. 
And that's always been, been the biggest thing with that. And of course you can. You can mail anything. Anything that has the correct amount of postage, you can mail. And that's one of the things that people don't fully understand about the Postal Service. And so we would send those to people. And the whole idea was it's the summertime. We hope that you're having a good time, that you're finding a, a warm place to, to sit by a pool and drink a, a drink with an umbrella in it and maybe jump in the pool. And so here's something that we can, you know, you can use to kind of remember us, but to help uh, in that process for you. And so we had some really incredible feedback and stories from people throughout the summer based on that particular mailing. And that's really what it's all about is getting people outside of the normal element of what they think about as marketing. And so uh, we sent that to prospects. We sent it to existing clients, people we hadn't talked to in a long time. Uh, we sent it to a client who we are currently in the process of a wooing, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. And the, the, we ended up getting a meeting with them and we were talking to them a little bit at this meeting and, and we asked them about the pool noodle and they said, Oh my gosh, you would not believe the commotion around this, this place when those noodles arrived because everybody that we have a mail room and there's all these mailboxes all on a wall. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the three people at our organization that received the noodle had those things sticking way out of their mailboxes. And so everybody was gathering around in the mail room wondering, what are these for? What are these all about? What is it for? They wanted to see the reaction of the people going to get their mail that day and pulling the noodle out of there. And it became this really great talking point among the, um, among the people, I suppose, at the, at the organization. And so we followed up on that. We ended up getting a meeting with them, uh, another meeting, and we're now in the process of proposing on three different projects for those guys. Mm. And so for us, it's, it's a client we already had kind of in the hopper but we haven't really done a lot of work for and just trying to continue to get them to remember us and that was a great way for us to to get in front of them to remember them to you know during the summer when things are a little bit slow all those all those things are are part of that and that's what makes that good yeah and so, and, and what is posted scotch on a uh it was a couple noodle. bucks. Yeah, That's it's it, not huh? that much. Yeah, it's a couple bucks. You know, the noodle itself is so a dollar. You show up at the post and then, office and you're like, with 50 yeah, of those things yeah, or 100 yeah. of those things. Well, we would send them out about 10 a week or so because there's a there's a scale that, that happens with something like that. You don't want to send out too many at a time because you do want to be able to follow up with everyone. Mm-hmm. And um, so our intern was responsible for taking those to the post office every week. And, um, you know, it was just a funny, interesting conversation to – to walk into the post office with a bunch of noodles under your arm and and say I want to I need I need some stamps to mail these pretty creative way yeah, to so. um, pretty creative way to cut through the clutter of direct yeah, mail no that's exactly what it is and one of the things that, that in marketing and in business and advertising that has been falling away from agencies doing is more of this direct marketing this very tactile way of getting in front of people and. I have seen this trend over the last few years coming back in a big way um, because if you think about it, every day your daily life is filled with opening up your computer, reading through your emails, looking at your emails on your phone, um, all those different ways that people market to you. Even the billboards now are digital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, changing messages constantly. One of the best ways to have lasting impact with someone is to set some object in front of them. It's a great way to do that, whether it's a really amazing business card, something like a pool noodle or some other kind of direct mailer. <clears throat> and um, Agency Management Institute, which is a group that works with hundreds of agencies, uh, ad agencies across the country, they did a study on the top 10 trends for 2017. And one of their top 10 trends was a return to um, physical marketing. Mm-hmm. mailbox marketing essentially direct marketing and the reason is we're so 
inundated with email and digital content right now, it makes it really hard for our brains to, to remember those things. Mm-hmm. And so getting back to reaching people where they are. So now we have in, in all over the country, we literally have people's offices that have our noodles sitting in there in the corner with the message on it. And people ask about it. We've talked to our clients about these things and they say, Oh my gosh, every time somebody comes to my office, they ask me, why do you have that pool noodle here? Right. Or every time they go to the pool and they bring it with them, they're going to remember every time they walk through Walmart, they're going to see orange pool noodles and be like, Oh, remember that one time when reactor Reactor Studio sent us that that weird thing, you know, like it's just, it's a, it's a thing that is so long lasting. And so that ability to stand out in a way that a lot of people aren't doing right now has been a really big boost for our business. It's something that we're doing more and more and we're just helping people and it doesn't need to cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The noodles in total were maybe five or $6 in materials and supplies minus the design time and the, the, the brainstorming on it. Um, that's not a lot of money to get something in the mail to people with that kind of impact. I agree. Um, We're talking to Clifton Alexander, reactor design studios, thought leader in marketing and design. Clifton, you do this a lot of B2B do as well. Don't you? Yeah. Mostly B2B. Okay. Um, give us some of your other stories because I know you work with a lot of banks and industrial companies. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people see some of these industries, um, industrial banking, professional services as, as a little bit more on the boring side, yeah. hey, you know, in quotes, can't have too quotes much fun, boring, right? right? Can't have too much fun. But on the other hand, how else are we going to get in front of these people? And B2B relationships can be extremely important. A lot of times on the consumer side, you're looking for maybe hundreds of consumers at a time. As you, as you are looking for sock uh, people to buy your socks, you're looking for lots of people mm-hmm. that are going to buy a small number of socks. In the B2B space, we're looking for maybe a handful of people that can buy a very large contract. Mm-hmm. And so our target market is very small, but it's very targeted. And so what can we do to get in front of and get meetings and get our foot in the door and connect with people in the B2B space, even in industries that are seemingly boring, is we can do this type of marketing in line with all of the other marketing that we would typically do, which includes digital and all that. But this is a great first step. It's a great way to get in in the door. Um, we did it recently with Commerce Bank with a mailer um, that had a baseball in it and some other things, and it was announcing essentially an event that some of their um, high-end B2B um, business space bankers were looking to get some connections. And so they invited him to a Cardinals game. Hmm. Uh, which is very expensive. But again, these are relationships that are worth a lot of money. And so we used a baseball and some other creative marketing to get people to the game. And then at that game, they had something like in the suite, they had somewhere around 25 or 30 high value targets that they had been wanting to talk to for years that they've never been able to make a physical connection with or an actual in-person connection. And so they had them all in one room all at one time. Mm. So what an incredible way for those business leaders to grow their business and their sales through really unique ways of doing that. And these are people they hadn't had been able to reach before. Mm. They're standing right there in front of them at a game for three, four hours. Well, that's one of the things that we try to do on this show. I've talked to more and more people who've been connected through this show and I'm going to try to yeah. put together a party. Uh, that would be great. To have that's a great all, idea. All of the guests that have been on the show. That's a fantastic In idea. one place so we can build more relationships and, 
hopefully build more business for people out there like yourself that are working really hard. Uh, in our next segment, I really want to get into some topics. Let's preview them now before we go to break. Uh, a lot of news in the business world on innovation. So we're going to talk about uh, Toys R Us going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Break that down. Very interesting. Um, we're going to talk about Starbucks and what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, they're pulling. They are pulling their online. They're off. pulling their online store. Did completely. I read that correctly? You read that correctly. Okay. It's a surprising move, but it's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting for them in the long run. So we'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about IKEA and what they've done recently. They just bought Task Rabbit, uh, <laughs> which people mainly use for hiring to help people uh, put together their IKEA furniture. That's so it's sort of one of those little random like Uber like services and that does all kinds of things. But Ikea saw that most people were using them for that. So they decided to buy it. And then after that, in our final segment today, Clifton and I are going to talk more technology. You are a tech guy, I am. not just a design branding guy. You're always on the forefront of uh, what's coming out. And we're going to get into the uh, new Apple unveilings. What is the future of Apple? I answer that question and we'll talk about the new iPhones and uh, the uniqueness of the camera on the iPhones. After the after the third segment, we'll get into that in the fourth segment here with Clifton Alexander today, Reactor Design Studios. Appreciate him joining us. You're listening to Grill Nation. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM KMBZ. Here today with Clifton Alexander. Appreciate those listening well on iTunes and Stitcher Radio as well as on grillnationshow.com. Hope you've joined us uh, for the show today. But if you're just now joining us, we're excited to have you and you're reaching us at a great time because we're going to talk to Clifton Alexander from Reactor Design Studios about some really cool Hot topics going on in the business world and the consumer market, and one of which is Toys R Us. I've been to a Toys R Us in quite a while. I don't have kids. You probably have gone a ton. Yep. They are now bankrupt. Yep. That is interesting. So what's what's the reasoning behind it's that? It's mind-blowing, honestly. Because kids love toys. I know. And, and they filed for bankruptcy right before their biggest quarter of the year, which is around the holidays, and I think they... I don't know. I think it's something like 60% of their business happens in that one quarter or something. It's huge. It's a massive amount. And they filed for bankruptcy right before that. And, wow. you know, the, the logistics of that, I think, is just so that they could pay, get some capital to pay, um, their, uh, suppliers, yeah. basically, because the suppliers basically told them, we know that you're struck trouble. You're in trouble and we're not going to ship you the product that you need for the holidays because we're afraid we're not going to get paid. And so they filed for bankruptcy. They've raised some additional capital to pay those suppliers in this and that. But just just a, a weird, crazy situation to imagine how relevant the product is in the store and how they can't manage to figure out how to sell it to people. Mind-blowing to me. Now They used to have Jeffrey the Giraffe. They did. And they, see, they still have Jeffrey. He's still around. He's still around. Not as much as he was. I mean, kind of like how Ronald McDonald is around, but not as much as he used to be, you know? Yeah, the characters were way bigger at McDonald's when we were growing up. Yeah, right? Um, but I've spent a lot of time in Toys R Us. I've got three young kids, and I have found that it has the biggest selection. It has the most things you can look at and look through and all that. But the problem is, is every time I go in there, I even myself, I personally feel a little bit um, 
icky. <laughs> icky. It, it's just, it's a store that was built probably, this is the one over by Oak Park Mall. So it's in a modern part of the city. The mall area is completely renovated and redone and rebuilt. Um, all the stores around there are really nice. Yeah. And then you walk into Toys R Us and you can tell they haven't touched it in 30 years. So like the checkout stands are falling apart and the laminates cracked and chipped, the colors, the everything about it, the light fixtures, the floors. I mean, the whole thing is just icky. It's just an old, crappy retail box store mm-hmm. that they've never updated. They've never kept relevant. They've never innovated. They've never innovated. And so they have just continued to rely on the fact that people need toys <laughs> and they have huge partnerships with Fisher Price and all the really big toy people. But um, and those are good things for them, but they've just, in a way, it was the only place to buy toys for the longest time. Well, then Amazon came around, and then Walmart started selling toys, and Target started tell- selling toys. Walmart and Target don't have as big of selection, but they are, I believe, maybe the second biggest or something like that toy retailer. So they sell a lot more toys per person or whatever that walks in the door, but they don't have as big a selection. So it's this weird... Mm-hmm. It's a crazy thing, right? It's a crazy thing. But I think their inability to innovate is really where it does. And I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk yesterday, and one of the things that he said was that way back in kind of the birth of the um, of online shopping and that sort of thing, that Toys R Us outsourced their online store to Amazon. And I don't know if you remember that, but I was having a baby around the same time and we were trying to buy stuff from babies r us which is their other offshoot brand mm-hmm. and we were going through an amazon store to buy babies r us stuff for, mm-hmm. our, for our kids and one of the things that gary v said was think about that at a time when amazon was just ramping up into being a behemoth of online retail toys r us basically said online retail isn't going to be important for us enough for us to develop our own system of doing it. So we're just going to give it to Amazon. So what they're doing is they're teaching people that to buy toys online, you go to Amazon, (laughs) right? So think (laughs) about that. Okay. You're teaching people that when you want to buy toys online, you go to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Well, then they eventually built out their own space. It was too late. So they didn't innovate in that space. They didn't see it as important or something. And then you figure out and realize that their stores are not experiential, which is the newest, which is kind of the way that people need stores to be right now is experiential. It needs to be a place where you feel like you have to go to be able to experience and see and touch and feel and do the things that need to be done. Um, but they just didn't do that. They just continued to be just a plain Jane big box retailer that never updated anything. Some stores that have evolved. Yes. Uh, Walmart, you mentioned. Walmart. Obviously, Amazon continues to innovate and yep. tweak the retail experience. Yep. As does McDonald's, Starbucks, Quick Trip, based yep. out of Oklahoma, and Apple. Uh, these are relevant brands. And uh, one thing I think is important to note is they constantly are changing. And they're constantly more changing. Things. Yeah. And you, uh, people make fun of Walmart all the time. And they've built their entire existence on a value price. McDonald's is the same way. But you cannot go into a McDonald's or a Walmart store that hasn't changed in the last few years in some capacity. They're constantly updating in terms of the design. They're tweaking. They're playing around with it. McDonald's is now looks like coffee shops when you go in there, right? They're they're updating the materials to be really high-end or high-end looking anyways. Nice materials with a nicer coffee shop feel, but they're still selling cheap cruddy hamburgers right but they're they're changing that experience and constantly and they're and they're evolving their food they're evolving the food yeah 
every time you go into a Walmart store, especially one in a in a more of a what you might consider a test market or a suburban location, they're always 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 doing construction, remodeling, uh, McDonald's, Quick Trip. Starbucks, all of those places, they're also not afraid to completely tear down a location, completely tear it down and build a brand new one in its spot. They're not afraid to do that. And when needs change and when the economy is changing and when people's experience with retail is changing, if you're not changing with it, like Toys R Us didn't, mm-hmm. then you become irrelevant. This is why we'd love to have Clifton Alexander on the Grill Nation show as a partner. He brings uh, a lot of different viewpoints to us that I don't think about all the time, and I hope the listeners are enjoying this conversation today. You're listening to 980 AM KMBZ. On that note, you mentioned Starbucks, and yeah. Starbucks is uh, pulling their online store, which is really kind of frustrating a lot of people and annoying them. Yeah. Tell us about that and, and why you think that they're doing this. I, Well, a couple different things to backtrack on that a little bit is, is the product we had we had my brother on the show a couple months ago ember um, he's the ember founder mug. of ember um the battery operated coffee mug basically mm-hmm. right all the, coffee, celebs, huh, all the right? celebs all the celebrities it. love it it's a big deal it's an expensive product but it's great well one of the places they launched were in a few uh, a few starbucks stores around the country and then on the starbucks online store that was where they first launched not even a year ago and in their their initial product well just this week, I believe it was, Starbucks announced that they are completely shutting down their online store completely. <laughs> so you could buy mugs on there. You could buy coffee. You could buy all kinds of things on there. Well, that eliminates a spot for Ember uh, on that sense of retail. But they're on they're on Amazon now, mm-hmm. and they have ramped up their um, Starbucks locations. They're in a lot more, including here in Kansas City, for Ember. But think about this. I'm reading the story about Starbucks closing their online store. Everybody says, that is crazy. Right, we talked a minute ago about how Toys R Us didn't do that, <laughs> yeah. and they're going irrelevant. Yeah. <clears throat> but you listen to what the leaders of Starbucks are saying, and saying, and they get it. They know that Starbucks is not about coffee. It's not about mugs. It's not about that kind of thing. It's about the experience of Starbucks, and that's a hundred percent what it is. Is it's an experience. You can argue all day long whether the coffee is the best coffee or whether it's terrible coffee. But you cannot argue that Starbucks has built an experience. And basically, they realize that their online store does not support the concept that Starbucks has to be experienced in order for people to really love it and have that brand connection. Because if you're just buying your coffee or your mugs on on their store, then you're not experiencing it. So they're forcing people to go back to the stores. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out or if they eventually launch another online store, but I love it. I absolutely love that idea. And going back to that whole thing about saying it's okay to change. It's okay to tear down a building and build a new one from scratch in that location. Yes, it costs a lot of capital, but you should be able to recoup that capital in the end in some other ways by being totally and completely true to your brand and who you are. And the ability for a company like Starbucks to just completely say they're going offline is really incredible. And they are focusing on the experience game. They know that there's so much more competition than there was 10 years ago or 15 years ago when they, when Starbucks was really big that they have to do it in some other way. And that's one of the things they're doing. I think it's great. It'd be interesting to see see if how that works. Uh, Lastly, I want to talk to you in this segment about Ikea on on that note. uh, Yeah. Quick little note on they that. They are uh, the Swedish home goods giant is looking for digital help 
uh, from the contract labor marketplace, and they bought uh, TaskRabbit. Yeah. First off, tell us what that is. We got about a minute yeah. left, uh, and what happened? TaskRabbit is kind of like Uber, or one of those you know Yelp or something where you go online and you look for somebody to help you assemble your IKEA furniture. And yeah. that became a huge part of the business for TaskRabbit was people helping other people set up IKEA furniture, part of that gig economy, <laughs> part of the technology wing of that sort of thing. But think about that concept of a big giant retailer buying a digital company that provides a service that will also help service them, right? So That's not awesome. only will people be less frustrated with their furniture if somebody else is putting it together, it probably doesn't cost a lot for somebody to put it together that have put together a hundred of them at a time, that sort of thing. So I think that'll be also a really interesting play because you can still do other things via task rabbit. Ikea just happens to own it right now. So I think it's a good move for them. I think it'll be interesting again to see how it plays out, but the, you know, the future of digital in the gig economy and Ikea is right there. It's cool. Trying to make people's lives a little bit easier Yeah, on demand and which uh, should equal more sales for Ikea. Right. Yeah. Right. It's all better digital experience and uh, best better consumer services. I like it. Great segment with Clifton Alexander, Reactor Design Studios, ReactorKC.com. He's the man you need to know here in Kansas City. In our final segment today, we're going to break down the Apple announcement and what is the future of Apple. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill, 980 AM KMBZ, our great guest host and contributor to Grill Nation, Clifton Alexander from Reactor Design Studios at ReactorKC.com is with us here today. Been a great show so far. Clifton always brings very good insight and uh, is just a true thought leader in the technology and design and branding space. On that note, in our final segment today, Clifton, I want to talk about technology and the new iPhones. We recently had an announcement. I caught it a little bit on the internet the day it came out on the iPhones, and we have an 8 and a 10 coming out now. I believe the 8 has been released. Yes, the 8 is uh, out and the 8 uh, Plus. And the 8 Plus. And I'm sitting here today with uh, my old 6, I think, or 6S. 6S. 6S, and I'm due for an upgrade, but um, really have no issues with my phone. Uploaded the new system. Um, Battery power is a little slower, but... You know, that's one of the reasons to upgrade. But uh, what are your thoughts right now? What are your thoughts about the new unveilings? I know you're I, you've, you get a new phone every year, so I I've started I've started down the trend of getting a new one every year, even if it's a minor upgrade, and mainly for battery, honestly, because the battery will last me all day for about eight months, <clears throat> and then the last four months of the year, that just kind of every day I have to charge it a little bit more and more and more, and so I tend to need a new phone faster. It's the one thing that I use. Almost a hundred percent of the day. Well, that's the argument. Tonight. That's the argument where I have friends that are like, "Holy crap! There's a an iPhone's a thousand dollars. Are you right. kidding me?" But and some are like, "It's the it's one like, thing that you use every single moment of your life, most likely, right?" Mm-hmm. So how is that not worth a thousand dollars? So there's that that depending on what it does, I guess, right? And depending on what that <laughs> means to you, if uh, if just you know having the phone in your pocket all day, not really doing a whole lot with it, or using the features of it, the thousand dollars is a lot of money. But if you actually use the features of it and if you use the speed and the technology and all the things related to it, then you are changing kind of how you go about your daily life, mm-hmm. essentially. 
Um, and a thousand dollars. Okay. That seems like a lot, but it's at the end of the day for what it means to people is really not that much. I think that's why so many people are willing to pay for that. Um, but yeah, I have an iPhone seven and it works fine and it does all the things I need it to do, but, uh, the battery life's getting a little low. I am waiting for the iPhone 10. I'm not going to get the eight. I will definitely upgrade to the 10. I'm looking forward to a lot of the features. I'm looking forward to having a really big screen without having a huge phone. I've never had a plus sized phone. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I can't do it. Uh, it's too big. I have big hands, but I still can't do it. I don't like it. And I didn't think for me, the camera was enough of a jump just to do that. And so the new iPhone 10 is actually has a bigger screen than the plus, but it's a smaller form factor. So it'll, it'll fit in your hand better. It's, uh, you know, it has a bigger screen. So it's, it's, it's weird to think about that, right? You're kind of giving me that, uh, mm-hmm. that I don't understand. No, 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 possible, I get right? it. I get it. No, I get it. Uh, and the camera you like. Yeah. You like so the camera. camera is really interesting. And I read a story this week that talked about it, but the ability of what the camera can do, because now the iPhone has the 3D facial recognition system built into the phone. They've also built some of those features into the camera for all kinds of reasons. They're calling it a true depth camera system or whatever. And so you can do all these things with the software, the hardware, the chip, the processing power, all of that stuff going together allows Apple to have this system in place for their camera that's so advanced. And I was reading an article this week about how advanced it is in the fact that any other phone on the market will not even come close to the technology in this phone camera wise for at least a year and a half to two years. They're looking at all the components what's available today. And that is really honestly the beauty of Apple. And a lot of people are saying that Apple's not innovating anymore. And they're saying that Apple is on its way to relative obscurity that now that Steve jobs isn't here and there's so many more competitors, but honestly, I just don't see it yet. Um, and it's because of things like that, the ability to control the hardware, the ability to control the software and the ability to, manufacture and design and build their own components Mm -hmm. is what sets them apart from all the other manufacturers. And so they will have huge teams of people just working on the camera and they can develop a system like the true depth system that they have that allows their camera to be two years ahead of all their competitors. This is a very similar, um, in a weird way, similar to some of the things that I look at from uh quick trip as an example, quick trip is always ahead of their competitors, always, and what they're doing with their store. So now all their stores have um, the the restaurant inside and all that. Well, now they're they're um, where they're experimenting with drive throughs and things like that now, right? Mm-hmm. So um, by the time their competitors are just now putting in restaurants, they've already had restaurants for a year to two years. By the time they get to drive throughs, they'll be two years ahead of their competitors with things mm-hmm. like drive throughs. Mm-hmm. Their competitors will start putting in drive throughs. They'll they'll already be on to the next thing, right? And so Apple is like that with everything they do. They're never, almost never the first person to develop a product or something like that. It's very odd. But Um, when they do develop it, it's very, very good. It's super high quality and it's usually several years ahead of what anybody else can do for the next couple of years. On a side note, not related, I went to a subway the other day and had a drive through. Yeah. I could not believe it. It was awesome. Yeah. I don't know why more don't have it. It's hard to order from subway and a drive through, but it does work. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's hard, but you can, you can make it happen. Sometimes you want to, yeah, sometimes you want to just be able to point at the ingredients, you know. <laughs> Give me some of that. I don't know what that is, but put that on there, you know. <laughs> Clifton Alexander, we're talking about the new iPhone. So you will get the 10. Um, yeah, so I'm waiting for that. You know, the, the OLED screen and all that's great. Um, but I'm looking I'm, for I'm going to have to let you buy it. And all that. You yeah. buy it and you tell me if it's worth it because yeah. I need an upgrade yeah. at some point as well. Yeah. Um, AR, VR. They're doing a lot with this, with the new phone, right? Yeah. So really going away from virtual reality and focusing more on augmented reality. And this is, uh, for those of you who don't know, the augmented reality is really like what Pokemon Go was. It takes the actual world that's around you and it's superimposing digital elements on top of that. So there's a bunch of different uses for those sorts of things. I've always thought that that was a much more useful technology than virtual reality where you have to put on a big clunky headset you can't experience it with other people um and watching them and that sort of thing okay so ar allows you to to experience something out front where everyone around you can also see what you're seeing at the same time and you can experience it together um company and so apple built ar into the new iphone into the camera system ios 11 ios 11 and they built a developer framework called ar kit that allows any developer to add augmented reality capabilities to their apps for ios 11 and beyond and that's really the game changer because you have um i don't know 100 million or more iphones out there that have the capability of doing this and all of a sudden we can we can jump into ar just like that whereas virtual reality still has that that need for extra equipment and all that sort of thing. So you look at a company like Ikea, we go back to that one mm-hmm. and Ikea's AR app allows you to hold your phone up with the camera to look inside your room, say your bedroom, and you can take the bed from the Ikea catalog and superimpose it into your own room live in real time. You could walk around it. Your phone will keep everything um, and its right level and angle and everything because there are 3D renderings that place in there or photos. And so you can use that type of experience to see what your room would be like with an, a specific piece of IKEA furniture. Those are the types of things that are going to drive more sales for IKEA, right? Because you can really see it in your room. But then think about it from a standpoint of how many less returns they're going to have. You take that thing home, you get it out of the box, you put it all together takes like two days to put it together or you hire task rabbit <laughs> and then you put it in your room and you're like, it doesn't fit. <laughs> I don't like it. Then yeah. you got to do all that process, return it. So it's a great thing for Ikea. Uh, we got to wrap up here, but I've got uh, ideas for a whole new show. We're going to have you come in and talk about uh, the iPhone apps that you enjoy. We'll have you come on and talk all about that. It'll be awesome. Um, you've been listening to the grill nation show with Jason grill. Thanks to our supporter and coast and, uh, interview today, Clifton Alexander from reactor design studios, ReactorKC.com. Check it out. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Standing in the hall of fame.